G'day and welcome to the Waffle Podcast with Rob Ferguson and Jared Duggan. What are we talking about in this podcast, Rob? Uh, This week, Jared, we're talking about how to take control of your life, how to get the girl to your dreams, and how to make money by inviting your friends and family around for dinner. And don't forget our bonus. You get to guess which one of us wants to have sex with our mother and which one murdered his dad. (laughs) Spoiler alert, they're both Rob. (laughs) Stay tuned. That was a hard thing for me to break out of um, uh, with with relationships. I dated the same type of women for a long time. Yeah. says why did you uh, why did you break up with the ex she goes oh because I cheated on him and he couldn't get over it <laughs> and I'm like ah oh, what a oh. dick yeah what a yeah I How would I would love you no matter what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, how about that guy? He's like, he's there asking to date you over and over again. I can't even look you in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) So you'd have to call call it the shit pit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, No, but... I don't want to call my burrito place called the shit pit. (laughs) Who's going to go and eat a burrito from the shit pit? (laughs) Hey, Jared. Do you know what parenting is? (laughs) What's parenting, Jared? All parent... You, You did a fantastic job of putting your son to bed just then. Well all, done, Dad. All parenting is is just having a tiny version of yourself that disagrees with everything you say. <laughs> okay. Yep. So um, it it doesn't matter unless it involves sugar or going to the park. Yep. Everything else is wrong. Yep. Or putting on pants. Or putting up, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or wanting to eat a uh, a healthy breakfast. You know, would you like some fruit salad for breakfast? No, 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 no. I want LCMs. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's the only way to do it, man. Yeah. Hey, you're a bit of a narcissist, aren't you? Me? Yeah. I just just sitting here. I just noticed that your your walls in your lounge room are covered with nothing but photos of you. <laughs> Do you do when when it comes to Christmas time? Do you just like post everyone a headshot and just go oh, all the best, love Jared? Can I tell you about my photos? So, so the ones above the TV over there are um, they they were professionally taken. Yeah, um, that that's obvious. The one over the, here the on selfie, the wall, the selfies over there on the wall, the one with all the selfies yeah. was given to me by um, a girl who I dated for a little bit too long. Yeah, um, by a little bit too long in your standards is what two weeks? Yeah, 
that's 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 you know long term relationship for you. Yeah, two she, weeks. She, she should have been cut away pretty soon because she got. Um, that's so. How long did you date this girl for? Uh, it was probably three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. and she obviously went through all your Facebook photos. Yep. And got a collage of photos of you and your son yeah. and gave it to you as a present after three weeks. The majority of the photos were uh, of the time where I owned a second chin. Yep. You know, I was a, <laughs> I was a, I was a, 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 a big boy when some of those photos were taken. Yeah, you, so. got, a, you got a couple of chubby cheeks there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that one on the so, bottom left. So it didn't work out with this girl. No. I can't imagine why. She sounds exactly like you. You know, you invite ladies to go to Bali after three days. Yeah. She gives you uh, photo collages of uh, photos that she stalked from your Facebook feed after a couple of weeks. Yeah. Sounds like a match made in heaven. Sounds like uh, you're perfectly suited for each other. She was lovely. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but... The... The judges at Raw wouldn't have appreciated me making jokes about her. <laughs> you are so superficial. Ah, uh, oh, see? Now I've lost that sound effect. Bing! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I was a bit disappointed you didn't do that with the last podcast, actually. <laughs> no, I can't be bothered putting any effort into this. <laughs> what's, what's, the most, what's the most superficial reason that you've broke up with a girl? Um, I, I I can think of one of mine. It's right. it's not really. It's I mean, it was an important aspect of it, but I couldn't tell her about it either. Right? She had a she had a smelly vagina. Wow. She is a lovely girl. Yeah. And I but I, and I could never tell her. Yep. And it was just like nah. Yeah. Nah, I can't do it. I, wow. I, but I don't know if this is a thing or not because um, apparently people have like different scents and different people's scents agree with other people <laughs> differently, right? Yeah. Right? So um, so that's that's um, one thing I've noticed. I've, I've had a couple of girlfriends that have said to me that I smell really good. Right. And I think it's maybe just because of the beard oil, but even if I don't have it on, they, they just say that my... Scent, and I think that's like a biological attractor, you know, that pheromone type yeah. thing. You like their, you like their brew, yeah, kind of thing. I don't know, um, and um, yeah, uh, but she was not my brew, right? <laughs> I um, I I dated a girl who was who was super hot. Um, she was really really cute. I was I was super attracted to her, and. I took her down to Mandra and introduced her to my mate Guards, who's um, who's very teller like it is. And after after we'd been there and we left, um, I sent her a text message. I said, "Oh, what do you what did you think about what did you think about Megan Guards?" Uh, and he goes, uh, "She was okay, um, but she stinks, man." <gasps> no, she stinks. I was like, "What?" She was like, "Yeah, she reeked of bo." Oh really? Did yeah. you did you not notice? Uh I, I I think I probably willfully ignored it because she was super hot. Yeah. You know. Okay. It was like well the hotness is you know the hot crazy scale. But after on, you after you mentioned it, did you go, Oh yeah. Yeah, she does. Yeah. And it was the kinda of like Yeah. It's kinda of like that thing where like someone says to you, Do you know every time you swallow they get a little click sound in your ear? 
You're yeah. like, oh, thanks for that, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> that's now all I can hear it everywhere. <laughs> we were um, we were talking about this on the on the phone the other day, weren't we? The the law of attraction. It's kind of a law of attraction. Yeah, we were getting thing. a little bit hippie. It's well, it's not. It's because I got concerned. You said law of attraction. I went, okay, good. You get that from watching all your Oprah Winfrey, do you, Jared? Um, but it's we. Yeah, I, it's not really law of attraction that we're talking about. It's kind of the same, but it's a little bit different. Yeah. So law of the attraction basically says if you think it will come to you, then it will come to you. Yeah. You know, if you you can you can you know you, if you just set your mind on on a million dollars, you will get a million dollars, and that's bollocks. No, the no, the, that the, fa- the famous one is Jim Carrey, yeah, who um who oh, wrote man. himself a ten million dollar check and carried it carried it around in his wallet. Yes, and then thirteen years after he did that, he was carrying it around for thirteen years. Thirteen yeah. years after he did it, he he shot Dumb and Dumber and got paid ten million dollars. There you go. But there is an element of truth to that in that um, in that there is um, uh, there is intention, right? So if you you have you have the intention to do something, you will do it, mm. right? Um, and and I said to you a little a little um, a, what it comes down to is your reticular activation system, your RAS. Mm. Oh my God, we're getting so deep into shit yeah. already, already. Um, so your reticular activation system is basically a threat based system. That makes you. That gives you tunnel vision. It it focuses on a threat and it ignores everything else, so mm. you can focus on that. It's like when you're at work and you're getting into something and you're in the flow of something. That's because your reticular activation system is focused on something. Blah blah blah. But then you hear like a bang and psh, that flow is gone. Your attention is now all what caused that bang. Blah blah blah. What's going on here? Da, 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 and and your attention is now over there doing something else. When you are when you think that. Um, so we, we all get programmed from our, our families, the way we're brought up and things like that. Um, we are, we are go, oh, well, we're just poor. We're a poor family. This is the way we operate. That's you, you attract that kind of stuff to you to break out of that and say, you know what? I actually deserve a little bit more than that. Um, I, I can, I don't have to be my, my parents. That's a big barrier to break through because of that kind of stuff. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. It's about changing your mindset to, to make some alternative view of whatever a reality. They go, no, you know what? This doesn't have to be my normal. Uh, my normal can be something different. The um the best way it was ever explained to me. There's, there was two ways it was explained to me actually. Yeah. Um the 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 one that I like is um when you are in the market for a new car. Yeah. And you're looking at these cars on on car sales and you're driving along and all of a sudden yep. you see that new car everywhere. Yeah. Um, the other way it was explained, there was a, I think it was a TED talk that I watched, um, and there was a guy on stage, and he goes, "I want you to count all of the blue items in the room." Ah, yes. Have you seen this? And 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 he gives them a minute or two, yeah. And then at no. the end of the minute, he goes, "Okay, now tell me how many brown objects there are." Yes. So there's a, there's a famous one on YouTube, right? It's great. It's great, and it's basically it makes you. It, it says. Count how many times a basketball has passed between the players, right? And they, you, you're focusing on it and you're counting, blah, 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 blah. And it says, uh, did you notice the gorilla? And it's like, <laughs> what the? F- what are you talking about, fucking gorilla? And no shit, it plays the video again. And as they're passing the, the ball between, the basketball between each other, there's this gorilla that goes straight through the middle of the screen. <laughs> yeah. He stops in the middle of the screen, 
does a little dance and then continues out the other side of the screen. You're like, how did I fucking not see that? What the hell is going on? I swear to God. Um, uh, and and I even thought that they they edited the playback thing. I thought, nah, this is a this is a gag. Yeah. Went back and I'm like, oh no, it's really there. Yeah. I didn't see it at all. How does that even happen? We should um, we should post that up on the on the Facebook page, <laughs> I think. And yeah. but but obviously everyone who's listened, or or you know now 14 people who have listened to this podcast. Um, they will know, so they'll see the gorilla straight away. But they'll be able to show their friends, yeah, and not it, say anything. It is, it is amazing. It is, and that's that's our reticular activation system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's we we we, uh, we focus on what we think is important. There's so many things that are going on in our head all the time mm. that our brain just sort of takes over on autopilot, and that's why your subconscious is really important because your subconscious pretty much runs your life. Mm. Your subconscious is doing all the automatic decisions for you. So when you when you when you try to, to 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 you think you're in control, but you're not. You're in control of this little bit that you're focused on. Everything else is running on autopilot. It doesn't care. That's why you hop in your car, you start driving to the shops, but instead you start driving on your way to work. You're like, oh, what the yeah. fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah. It's, that's that's your subconscious brain just taking over. It's on it's on autopilot. We're in the car. You're you're busy thinking about your other things that you need to do. Don't worry. I know where we're going. And you're like, no, no, you don't. <laughs> hold up, hold up, subconscious. We we got to turn in. We got to turn back there usually. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that 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 that's that's what our brains do all the time. That's why with this same kind of thing, we're it's it's built into our subconscious the way we're brought up, the way we live, and all that kind of stuff. That's what programs our subconscious. And it's on autopilot. So we don't even realize what we're doing half the time. So when a good opportunity for a job with Mormon comes up, we make some kind of excuse for it. Like, oh, they're they're looking for, I don't fit the thing. I don't have that qualification. Or or we might go in there and go for the interview, but we feel we get like that blue collar cringe, like we're imposter, the imposter syndrome, right? And we don't kind of fit in or whatever. And um, we, we panic a little bit. And because of that panic, they see us panicking. They go, oh, this guy's fucking nervous. We don't want him working here. And we yeah. fuck it up for ourselves. That's what I did with the golf job. That's 100% <laughs> what I did with the golf job. I told you you were doing that. I told <laughs> you. I said, you, you're doing what? And, and so there, there was a, a job advertised on Seek, was it? Yeah, on Seek. It was, for- uh, it was for the events manager for Golf WA. Yeah. The dream. Yeah. You know? I get to bloody schmooze with hobnobs who play golf. Yeah. Oh, that's That's... Up there with the ultimate. The only the only thing better than that is being the CEO of AFL, which I'm working on. And the job ad said to do what to apply for the job, Jared? Uh, email. Email them. <laughs> and um, wanting to be able to show them that you could not follow directions, what did you do? I rocked up there with a paper resume. <laughs> I thought that, they, they got to see that this guy's keen. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and how'd you go? Did you get the job? Uh, I got an email saying yep. thank you very much for applying, but yep. at this time you have not progressed to the next stage. Because <laughs> so clearly I, you're a loose cannon that can't fucking follow. Directions. Well, I felt that was a good sign. I'm expecting a call back any day. <laughs> but that was your RAS. I think yeah. taking over and fucking it for yourself. Well, because I got in there and I went all bloody Jared talking to a girl on a, on their ass. You know, the same, it was just like, oh, 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 oh. 
and, and and that's the same kind of thing, right? It's our subconscious says we don't we we don't talk to pretty girls. That's not something we do. Nope. Um, pretty girls normally reject us. So yep. even if it's going well, we'll make sure we fuck it up. Yeah. 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 Which is what we also do in relationships. Yeah. <laughs> How's um how's your love life going, mate? Last time we spoke, uh, you were I was trying to stop you from sabotaging things, and yeah. I said no, 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 don't talk about this. Learn from my mistakes. Yeah, and you talked about it anyway. And uh, so, how are things now? Oh, she was wrapped. <laughs> you know what? Really? Do you know what she said? She she said I um I I really like. Um, how you gave me a nickname that that represented my uh, my name and my culture. <laughs> she said, "It's it's it's." She she excused your ignorance and your racism. Yeah, and she said, "It's just a shame. It's so aesthetically unpleasing. <laughs> the fact it sounds awful." The fact that you were going to call your Asian girlfriend Ping. Because <laughs> her name is Sona and a Sona goes Ping. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, the 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 double up of that, the, what's it called? The, not alliteration. What's it, what's it called? When, what? when, when a word has two different meanings. Um, Hom- homonym? Is it? Homophone? Homophone. Is it? No, that's a word. Yeah. Or that's, it can be, no. that's an instrument gay people play. <laughs> Fucking bing. There we go. There's another one for you, Jared. <laughs> Homo, homophone. That's <laughs> that's like it's like a gay cell phone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A gay sax. <laughs> no, homophone is uh, one word with two different meanings, or or two words with different meanings that sound the same. Yeah. Or a word that is spelt the same but pronounced two different ways, like live and live. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, ping was like that. It had two different meanings. Um. Yeah, and one of them was kind of stereotypically racist. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's a shame. So it was a cracking nickname. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too bad. So yeah. Anyway. Um. um so she was happy with it, eh? Yeah, yeah. So we we went on a, a couple of dates. Yeah. Two or three dates. Um. In the last. In the last two weeks, and I'd say we mutually, but it wasn't mutual. Um, I decided. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I I decided that uh, our values probably don't line up. Yeah. Um, and it it wasn't a fit, which is a shame because I did like her. Yeah. 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 Why didn't your values line up, Jared? Um, do you want to do you want to talk about it, or is it going to be? Oh, she's listening, <laughs> and she knows. Is she is she gonna make a uh, is she gonna make you uh, a another uh, photo? Uh, or is she is gonna be another one's gonna make another photo thing? But instead of like lovely pictures, it's gonna be like ones with like your eyes. Yeah, that's down. what I was gonna say. It'll be exactly the same. Only my <laughs> eyes will <be> scratched out. <laughs> a voodoo doll will arrive in the mail with pins <laughs> straight in my jugular. Yeah, yeah. I warned you about this shit, man. Um. But yeah, it's 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 funny, right? Like like, I that was a hard thing for me to break out of. Um, uh, with with relationships, I dated the same type of women for a long time. Yep. So when I was grow up, grow up, 
um, and, and this this sounds come somewhat Freudian, right? And it's, you know this this whole psychology idea that we all secretly want to kill our dads and and have sex with our mums, um, but which you've done both of. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I heard uh, I did a gig last night, and one of the, the comics did a great bit on that. And fuck it, I'm going to ruin his joke anyway. I tell everybody what it was because there's only 14 people listening. He did, he did a great bit. Um, uh, the rest of his set was fucking terrible. Uh, punching down like the whole the whole set. It was really really bad. Uh, My man. He, <laughs> yeah yeah. You you guys get on like a house on fire. But but he he did this one bit and I thought it was great. And he says you know it talks about that Freudian thing where you know the, the idea is you know that that we want to kill our dad so we can have sex with our mothers. And and he's like, you know, my mum thought I was like that too. And my like, fucking mum, just calm down. Just because I killed dad doesn't want to mean I want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. That's I pretty good. It was a good bit, man. That's it was pretty it good. was that was his gold. That was his gold moment. I think that one actually even got an applause break. That was pretty good. That yep. Um, I only know two other Freudian jokes, which is, um, uh, do you know what a Freudian slip is? It's when you say one thing but you mean your mother. I mean another. <laughs> And and the other one is um, uh, classic old gag. Um, how many Freudian psychologists does it take to screw in a penis? I mean, light bulb. There you go. That's that's, that's the only Freudian jokes to do. But um, <laughs> that was a big, uh, a bit, big, probably a big tell with uh, with Sona. She didn't like my jokes. She didn't find me funny at all. Um, oh. I told this that like this amazing joke kills yep. every time I tell it. Yep. Um, and it's um, what's the difference? Between Dubai and Abu Dhabi. People in Dubai don't watch the Flintstones, but Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> That's a solid man. That's a solid That's good, gag. Isn't it? Yeah. I'm trying to remember the other one that I uh that did, I told. Did she not grow up the Flintstones or something? Is she that something I don't know what it was. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what her favourite joke was? Mm. Why did Timmy fall off the bicycle? <laughs> Cause someone threw a bike at him. <laughs> Like, come on! That's, oh man, yeah, that's that's lowbrow humor. That isn't is, it? is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah, for the Freudian psychology thing, like that's how we learn how to do relationships, though, right? From our parents. Um, that's that's think about it. Like we're we're an infant, we're isolated in our families and and stuff, and the way that we see relationships work is modelled for us by our mum and dad, and that's how we learn how to go. Oh, this is what love looks like. This is what a relationship looks like. You know, mum annoys dad. Dad gets angry and has an argument with mum. Mum cries. Um, dad goes out on a bender. There we go. That's how love works. Copy paste. Yeah. And then you're like, I need to find a woman yeah. that's going to nag the shit out of me that I can get angry at. Yeah. And rinse and repeat. And that's what we do. Yep. Um, that's not what happened in my life. That's just a really stereotypical kind of you know, dysfunctional relationship kind of example. But um, that happened with me a little bit. Like my my mum had her own traumas and shit growing up. And so she lived those out and then those things. And I was like, oh, that's normal. Um, and mum likes drama. She says she hates it, but this, yeah, yeah, it's it's the subconscious autopilot, law of attraction kind of dealy thing. Yeah. We t- bringing it to ourselves. She would just automatically attract, attract this drama all the time. And so I started, when I started dating, I started dating women that were like my mum. Yep. Yep. 
as as most people do. Um, and it took me a long time to both um, and a failed marriage to notice that that's what I was doing and learn how to change my behavior and go, you know what? I don't have to do this subconscious autopilot thing. And it's so hard though, right? Because the subconscious, how it talks to us, oh man, this is, oh, I'm actually getting excited talking about this stuff. How our subconscious talks to us is through emotions, mm. right? So it will make us, it goes, oh, this is like your mum. You love her. Bang. And you're like, you suck into that. Like, oh, this woman's just like my mum. This, I need her in my life. And it's not so much love. It's, it's like this neediness. Mm. It's like, I need, I need you in my life. This, is, this will make me complete. This is what I'll do. This is how I'm going to behave. I think and- there's, a, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, I, th- I, th- I think your brain is actually a lot more simple than people give it credit for. I think, oh, I yeah. think you, you, avoid, you avoid punishment and yeah. you're attracted to reward. Except for us as open mic comedians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, for some stupid reason, go towards punishment. Mate, it's, it's, the same as, it's the same as playing golf. There's always that one joke. There's always that one shot yeah. that gets you back on stage. And you're like, yeah, yeah. You're like, I think it's the reticular activation system. We forget about all the painful stuff. Yeah. And we go, oh, that, that one moment how, where everybody laughed, fuck, that felt good. How good did it feel when I told that first fat joke? Yeah. yeah. And how bad did it feel when you found out that another judge picked you, picked you because you were writing fat jokes? I'll never do another comedy competition ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you sign up next year. I'll yeah, no, I'm doing it next year for sure. Yeah. I'm working on my Mac and, Michael McIntyre style uh, family-friendly jokes. Ah uh, yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael McIntyre, he's he's good quality. He's man. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? Uh, yeah, that was the guy I was making you watch, wasn't it? No, no, no. What's his name? What's that uh, that Pommy guy's name? Not Michael McIntyre. Uh, Jimmy. Uh, oh, Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr, mate. I think he's brilliant. Hey, I and see, see, he he can he's he's like I showed you some stuff and he said some really offensive stuff. Yeah. But the way that he portrays it and the way that he is, he's clearly yeah. joking. He clearly doesn't mean it. And I showed you some stuff by Jan- Daniel Tosh as well. Yeah. And Daniel Tosh, um, you know, uh, he he spelled out that it was clearly a joke before he actually told it. Yeah. And he says, he goes, oh, you guys are like the really offensive stuff. All right. Let's see how you like this offensive joke then. Oh, for, okay, yeah. You know, for, and, he, and, he, and he spells that it is a joke. And he says... For the purposes of this joke, I have a girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend, but this is, you know. <laughs> and he goes on and he, he's like misogynist for, for two or three minutes. And I'm like, why is the audience laughing at this? How is he getting away with it? It's because it's clearly not true. It's clearly a joke. Right. When people look at you on stage and you're telling fat jokes, yeah, man. you, you I you, mean it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I, I try to do jokes about my dad beating me. And everyone could see straight through and go, oh, yeah, no, this guy's dad definitely beat him. <laughs> so, so explain, explain for me. And I, I, well, I know, I know why Bill Burr is good um, because he, he's very good at exposing Posing hypocrisy. hypocrisy. Yeah. Um, Jim Jeffries is, comes across as offensive for the sake of offensive and seems to do um, pretty well. He, he, he does it too. You know, he will spell out. You know, if people go, ooh, he goes, fuck off, you idiots. Yeah. You know, this is a joke. 
Yeah. I'm a fucking comedian, yeah, you yeah, dickhead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And he again, he again spells it out like point blank that yeah. these are jokes, you fuckhead. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't laugh. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's what I need to work on, telling yeah, yeah. people to fuck off. <laughs> that's not the point of that story. <laughs> That's not the, that's that's not the the nugget of wisdom you take home out of that story, Jared. That's all I heard. <laughs> my what did you call it? My retinal. Yeah, just just be like Tor Snyder telling the angry the angry Aboriginal woman <laughs> to fuck off, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and having a punch up start. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, <laughs> comedy gold. Uh. Um, I um I back to the back to the the deep stuff. Um, I only realised last uh, December, so just over a month ago. Yeah. Um, that I'm not the counsellor that I thought I was growing up to my mother. Um, I always I I was always I always had this image of myself as my mother's counsellor. Um, what do you mean? So, so my mother used to pull me aside and and tell me all of her issues, um, and basically vent to me as like from from seven years of age. Wow! So she would she would dump all her problems on you. I'm not my mother's counselor. I'm my mother's rubbish dump. Yeah, I um I figured out really recently. Yeah, um, yeah, which sort of turned my whole my whole view of the situation upside down. You know, would you say your mum? Likes to play the victim. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Mummies. And, and like you said about the drama thing, there's always drama in, in mum's life. Yeah. There's always something. There's always yeah. someone doing something to her. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. And, and that's the thing. And and when you got married, did you, can you see that you replicated some of the behaviours that you had in your dynamic with your mum, with your wife? My whole dating life. The, so since I was from the age of 16 onwards, yep. I've only ever dated um, women who have no interest in my issues yep. but have all the interest in dumping their issues on me. Yep. And that's your role. That's that's. This is the thing. There's there's. Um, it was hardly worth murdering my father for. <laughs> And the sex of my mum wasn't that great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, man. I was going to lean deeper into that joke, but it was just going to get crass. Really, <laughs> really bad. Just tell everyone to fuck off and go for it. <laughs> just fuck off. They're jokes. They're jokes, people. You know? Just because you don't I like it, don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, uh, what was what was the point I was going to make? Now I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, something something relationships. Yeah, we we try to replicate that same shit. Um, I know I definitely did that, and it was hard for me. It, it was it was the the emotions. I I instead it, the key to unlock all this stuff. Oh my god, listen to me. I sound like a. I'm going to sound like a fucking hippie. Hey. Yeah, you, you look you look a little bit like Matt Storer's Huru character, mate. The Guru character. We got to go see that. That looks. We good, have hey? to go see that. Yeah, absolutely. Our, com- our comedy dad, comedy dad. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, not to sound really hippie and stuff, but the thing that unlocked this stuff for me was uh, mindfulness. Right. 
um, mindfulness helps you to sort of take a break from your thoughts and sit back and 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 take this upper level above your thoughts to go, hang, hang on a second. I'm not my thoughts. My thoughts are just my thoughts. They're not me. I've got this further level up um, where I'm an observer. And I can actually sit back and observe my thoughts and not have to interact with them, but just kind of watch them. And one of the best visualizations I had was like, you sort of imagine a river and you sort of imagine like leaves floating down the rivers. And any thought you have, whether it's an image or a video or a sound or a smell or a feeling, you just place that on one of the leaves and just watch it float down the river and you just just let them go and you, you don't interact with them you just sort of let them go and then they just sort of disappear and that's what our thoughts do but what we get caught up doing all the time is is um reacting to our emotions and reacting to our thoughts on an automatic subconscious level which is where all our subconscious programming is and we have no control over and we end up doing stupid dumb things repeating dumb mistakes trying to fix them up so the way to break out of that is to give us a little bit of space in between the thought or the emotion and our action. And the place to do that is mindfulness, being able to sit with that and go, oh, this is just a thought. This is just an emotion. I can just sit with this and I can choose to respond a better way. I don't have to interact with it. I don't have to go on autopilot. I can just stop for a minute and I can go forwards and and choose to react in a different way. So for me, it was the emotional triggers. I would see myself longing to be with these dysfunctional women, right? Yep. Um, exactly like my mum, and it would be and be like, oh, if I just have this woman in my life, then I will be complete. Yep. Then everything will be okay. It was very much the same. Drama. Um, they had problems. Uh, uh, I wanted to fix things. That was my role. I had to emotionally regulate my mum a lot growing up. Yep. So I had to emotionally regulate them, yep. and it was exhausting. And I could never deal with my own stuff. So I put all my effort into them. I went on several dates and the same thing happened again and again. I got married, same kind of thing. Um, it's so bad now. <clears throat> and preface, asterisk, this does not, I'm not talking bad about my ex-wife, but our relationship is so bad now. She does not talk to me. She won't reply to emails. Um, I cannot go to her house. I have to, you know, if, if my kids want to um, pick me up or if, I, if kids want me to pick them up or if um, I need to drop them back, I have to park down the end of the street. I'm not allowed to go to a house. Oh, wow. I send her emails about, you know, the kids' um, medical issues and things like that. No reply, no answer. Uh, you know, trying to sort out schooling with them or anything. No reply, no answer. And that's really shit. That's really sad. But that's because I don't play the game anymore. Right. I'm not part of that system anymore. So this is my punishment for it, you know? Yeah. And that's just, that's not a reflection on her. She's got her own traumas and stuff to deal with the, the way she's like that. And I had to, I had my own thing, which is why I got sucked into that system as well. And I had to deal with that kind of stuff. But the the way, the way that I had to get out of it was to um, f- lean into that feeling and go, ah, this feeling is uncomfortable, but I need to not embrace it and go, I, you know what? I don't, as much as I feel like I need this woman in my life, I need to not have her. And I remember there was one woman who um, she told me that, Went on a couple of dates with her. I had this really big feeling of it. And this was the, the watershed mo- moment where it sort of all clicked. We went on a date. Uh, she told me that she had MS. All right. And I was like, ah, oh, a, a, a debilitating disease um, that requires lots of people to care for you and look after you and stuff like that. 
fuck yeah, sign me up. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. Then I said to, you know, we talk about uh, ex, exes and stuff like that. I says, why did you uh, why did you break up with the ex? She goes, oh, because I cheated on him and he couldn't get over it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, what a oh. dick. Yeah, what a, yeah. I would, could I would love you no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I says, you know, blah, 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 where you live now? She goes, oh, I live with my parents and my two kids. I'm like, oh, great. Dysfunctional family, can't provide for yourself. That's my job. I'll give you everything you need, you know? Go straight into that pattern again. You, you, you quickly ran out of that restaurant into a phone booth, and got s- in your Superman outfit and returned. <laughs> Yep. I'll save you. I was like, oh my God, look at all these problems to fix. This is my shit. I can emotionally regulate you. I can look after all your stuff. A hundred percent. Yep. So we went on a couple of dates and it was, was, um, and I was just obsessed. I I had these, these needing longing things. We went on a date and she was treating me like shit and I was loving every second of it. And it was so bad that, that we were at a restaurant and we're at the bar waiting for our table to get ready and she's cracking on. To the uh, the the barman um, right in front of me, and I was like, "Well, what the fuck, man?" And it just occurred to me, and and I stepped in that place of mindfulness, and I stepped back, and I was like, "Dude, this is the fucking pattern, Rob." Yeah, this is the same shit. I'm doing the same shit again. Then we went and had dinner, and we're sitting down. And I'm halfway through the dinner. I'm just like leveled up that level of, of separatedness. I, I, I disassociated myself and I was not feeling the emotions. I was looking at what was going on like I was a third person in the room, like I was a, an observer and I, and I removed myself from my body. Oh, I fucking sound like a hippie. I removed myself from my body and I was like floating above myself, looking at the situation going, you know what? You know, with my light white lab coat on and my, my clipboard going, mm, we see a pattern here. Mm. This, is, this is not good. And I broke up. And stopped the date halfway through the meal. And I said, look, you know, I said, I'm really sorry. Um, but as, as cute as you are and as much as I'd like to, you know, do this, I, I, I got to go. I got I to go. And she was like, great. So I just gave that bartender my number. <laughs> <laughs> you were kind of stepping on my toes. No, she got fucking angry at me. Did she? Oh, mate, she fucking went full on. She goes, what do you mean? You fucking blah, blah, blah. How could you say that? Blah, 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 you know? And I'm just like, dude, you... F- I, I, I could see it was just that pattern. It was just another way to suck me in, get me in the arguments. Because I, I, yeah. I'd done that with my wife. Yeah. You know, we get caught in those argument traps where it's a never-ending argument. Yep. There's no, I just went, look, yeah, fair enough, but, you know, I, I, I can't do this. I said, look, I'll pay you for the meal, um, but I've got to go. I mm. said, I'm really sorry. And so we both leave anyway. Um, I pay for the meal. And she was just fucking horrible. She was so nasty. And I said, look, you know, this is this is this is me. I said, You you've you've got a lot of problems and, and I've got this tendency to want to fix it, but you know what? I can't do that anymore. Yep. I, I, I I gotta go. And then I went in my car and cried for an hour. Did ya? Yeah. Yeah. Cried for a fucking hour. Um my mate messaged my mate Nick messaged me. Um, and uh, I messaged him back and he, he knew I wasn't in a good way. So he, he called me up and we spoke for another half an hour and I cried on the phone to him. And um, and then I got a message uh, and it was, it, was, it was horrible. Anyway, I, I went home um, and I was trying to get over it and it was, it was fucking hard like to break away from that pattern. The, the, the draw 
that my subconscious had around my emotions to draw me back into it was fucking unreal. It was like like a drug addiction, you know? Um, and I thought, you know, I need to be around other people. I need to see that everything's okay. And it was around Christmas time and I didn't have my kids and stuff. And so I thought, you know what? I can choose to be happy and I can choose to get along with other people and stuff like that. So I went out shopping and I just interacted with people in the shopping center, you know, wishing a Merry Christmas and stuff like that. And it just made me feel okay again. And I was just about feeling like I could cope with life. And she sent me this, this chick that talked to me fucking horribly and stuff the night before. She sent me a message uh, on Instagram. Right. And she said, um, sorry to send you a message on Instagram. I've already deleted your phone number. And I was like, motherfucking, what? what, what the fuck are you, why are you still, still doing? But she said something really lovely. She said, um, I want to apologize for my really poor behavior last night. She said, <laughs> I know, I was smacked upside the head as well. Um, <laughs> and and um, she said, you're right. She said, I do have a lot of problems and I need to take control of and, and responsibility for those. Um, and you're a really genuine and nice guy and I want to thank you for being honest with me and I'm, um, I'm sorry to have um, uh, treated you so poorly. So that, that was the wedding invite that you sent to me in the mail. <laughs> That was the reason that <laughs> you got called off. Yeah, you went running yeah. back. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I never, never spoke to her again. That's awesome, man. Um, um, but that was that was the moment where I was like, you know what, I don't have to do this anymore. Yeah, a- and started to this is when I started to implement the thing that we joked about on the first podcast uh, with my current girlfriend. Oh, the the ninety the, day, the ninety day cooling off period, mate. Man, the people that the people I talk to about that that have listed the podcast that they all they all love that. Yeah. It's I, 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 and you've got to treat it with the air of a of a of a joke because yeah. it is. It's not a hard and fast thing, but no. it's, it's it is a bit of a gag, you yeah. know. It's it's like no 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 man, we're we're just keeping it light and fluffy, dude. Yeah. Don't get attached to me, you know. We've got to sit down and have a review, and you need to keep it light and airy because. Um, but but there is an element of truth to it as well. It's like you when you when you're first dating some you you are in emotional overload you thinking you know you're you you are only seeing your reticular activation system is is gone fucking full bore like yes we need to breed we need to <laughs> keep it. the human race going yes do everything this is the perfect woman from you yes it's um it's interesting this how- is just like your mother we need to recreate and <laughs> kill kill your kill dad, your dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting how you mentioned about how upset you got after that, you know, noticing. I've, I've been in a bit of a, a similar mindset lately where it's, you know, I, I promised myself after my ex-wife that I wouldn't get into anything that wasn't wasn't right. That was that my my mission is to find something that's that's right and that I haven't got an issue with. Yeah. Um, and that feeling when, when I do, um, when I have dated someone and and – I I strike up that confidence to break it off now. Yeah, I feel so good about myself. It's like, yeah, it's Jared, like, you you're valuing yourself for the first time yeah. in your life. Well done. the The trick is though, right? You've got to be careful because there's two there's two ways we react to trying to correct something, right? And 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 the general reaction is to fucking overcompensate. Yeah, all right. So, like I say, our, our reaction growing up was um, we were in dysfunctional households. We were um, taken advantage of emotionally. 
So we um, are trying to replicate that. Some people, right? So we went to one extreme of it, like, fuck yeah, this is my life. I'm going to replicate that. Some people are self-aware of that enough that they try to correct it, but they try to correct it in a subconscious level as well in that we see that relationship was not how love works. It was like that relationship was a threat. So I'm going to do the complete fucking opposite. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to not date anyone. I'm going to become a nun. All men, uh, you know, I could could have gone the, the, the complete opposite and said... Fuck that! I'm not dating any 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 woman because woman women are fucking terrible. I'm yep. never gonna date, and that's fucking overcorrecting, right? Because that's the the MIGTO movement. Men going their own way. They just, I've been hurt by women so much. Yeah, that fuck all women. Yeah, right. That's that's that the men yeah, go their own unhealthy. way movement, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, incels as well. Uh, yeah, incels sure. blaming saying like. Um, victim mentality as well goes into that going, fuck, you know, it's all fucking yeah, women's fault. A, they should just love me problem. for... It's a gender problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but it's not. It's a psychological problem. Yeah. Um, and, and it's overcorrecting because the, they grew up in a dysfunctional family system or whatever. They saw that and they've overcorrected and tried to do 100% the opposite. Um, uh, yeah, but the correct one is to go, I was here. Going right over this extreme is really fucking bad. I got to go somewhere in the middle. There's two ditches on the side of the road. I need to be on the road, not in a ditch. So it's to be healthy about it. Because Rob's shit is on the side of the road in the ditch. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm so. Have I told you about my business idea? Oh, I don't think so. I'm I I'm so impressed by that 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 life changing moment of shitting on the side of the road, and realizing that a squatting motion uh, of pooping. Uh, just evacuate evacuate your bowels in like two seconds flat. Yeah, it's just brilliant. Like uh, sitting on a toilet, it you know, you're in there for half an hour and you're straining to get it out. If you squat, it two seconds and it's out. It already and, exists, and it's like bang, and it's done. So no, 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 no. Right? Yep. So yeah, the squatty potty. Right? The squatty potty. Fuck that shit. That 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 is a band aid solution. <laughs> right? <Okay. laughs> no. My idea is, right, I'm going to Toilet have- removal company where you just- <laughs> Close. You just remove to- people's toilets and dig have a hole. Have you ever been to Hong Kong or an Asian country like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, Cambodia. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And they have the actual porcelain Bali. toilets. Yeah. Porcelain toilets that are actually in the floor. Yeah. It's a fucking hole in the floor. I'm going to import those toilets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mate, you're going to make it. You're gonna make it, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it like I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a leaf out of the old, um, you know the the pyramid sales um, oh, type thing, and yeah. I'm gonna like Tupperware it, you know. So like you you go around, if you go ever you know Tupperware. One of the things Tupperware salespeople would do was invite you around their house for dinner, <laughs> and serve all their fucking food up in their awesome Tupperware. <laughs> One of the biggest things was the beetroot, the, and it's a fucking fantastic invention. The the Tupperware beetroot container. With the, it's got and the it thing lifts, on the top. It lifts, and it lifts yeah, it up yeah, and you yeah. lift the beetroot out of the juice and you're yeah. like, fuck yeah, this is the best. I need this in my I kitchen. I want beetroot on everything. Yeah. Why? This is why we never have beetroot because it's too fucking hard with the juice and stuff. We just needed the Tupperware beetroot dispenser thing and it would life would be better. <laughs> and we'd all sing Kumbaya and our children would all go to college and become doctors. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's what's wrong with that. So that would invite you around the house for dinner. 
and demonstrate this shit for you and go, oh, you know, we could you should go have a Tupperware party. We could demonstrate all this stuff. And you can get some freebies as well if you have a Tupperware party and invite all your friends. And if, you know, you sell $200 worth of stuff at your Tupperware party, you can get one of those beetroot containers for free. Have you got a name for this? This. Um, so I'm going to do the same thing with yeah. the toilet though. Yeah. Um, I'm going to basically um, open a burrito place. Right. Uh, <laughs> with an all-you-can-eat burrito night. Yeah. Uh, but the toilets have the squatty potties in it. Yeah. So well, they're you'd, have to call it, you'd have to call it the shit pit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but the, I don't want to call my burrito place called the shit pit. Who's going to go and eat a burrito from the shit pit? That's <laughs> <laughs> how you sell it, man. No, 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 but, but I'll, I'll have it in there. And then elder people will be having these big fucking dense burritos doing the, needing to use the toilet. Sitting down in the toilet and going, oh my god, that was fantastic! And as the people come out of the toilet, you know, there'll be like a a, a big poster there or an ad playing, like you can have these installed in your house. And poop, you know, poop is no longer a time suck in your life. You know, you what could you be doing rather than pooping? How do you flush? Is it just a hose? It's, it's just, just it's a hose same, down like a dog turd on the no, lawn. It's the same as a, like a normal toilet, right? Except it's just level with the floor. It's still got a flush system and stuff in it. And it's like got grips on the side. You know, like when you go to urinal and it's got like the, the slats, you can stand on the slats. Do you stand on the slats or you do, do you stand like- What slats? You know, oh, where you, it's just a, when like you go an to aluminium urinal, wall. Yeah, Aaron, and some of the ones that come out, and out a bit more, grates. it's got a grate. Do you stand on the grate or do you stand- Oh, this is a track. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of germaphobe are you? I stand on the grate. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I don't. Fuck that. Hell, like, you, must have, you must have a pretty uh, a pretty- you know. My prostate's in fine form. Right, okay. Yeah, that's, that's where I was getting at. Do you want to play swords? <laughs> we can play swords. <laughs> Let's come out like a fire hose. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very healthy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gets lots of exercise. Um, anyway, that's my idea for, for, for doing that with the, with the toilet. How yeah. the fuck did we end up talking about this? I don't know. From where we, ca- from where we were at to where we are now. Talking about uh, releasing our, our, our childhood traumas yeah. um, and getting uh, doing relationships better to, to creating a, a shit pit pyramid scheme. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, man, that's so funny, eh? Um, yeah, what the fuck? What? What? what, what? I, I can't even remember now. Yeah, yeah. Um, the most, the most. Shallow reason for breaking up with a girlfriend. That's how this all started. (laughs) Yeah. I've got to bring it back. Um, It's it's pretty simple. Like, it's it's usually... We've come full circle. Yeah, full circle. Smelly vaginas to toilet. There we go. Yeah. There you go. Um, It it was probably... I don't think she'd listen. Um, And and, (laughs) she doesn't know. Don't say her name. All right. Learn from my mistakes. All right. Um... Oh, she was nice. Um, she was very caring. She was she was probably the the ideal the ideal woman because she was kind of the opposite of everyone that I'd been with. But she was a bit rotund. Yeah, and okay. and and physical attraction to me is is important. Yeah, yeah. Um, y- you know what? Because because there is there's several levels to 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 like being intimate with someone. Yeah. Um, and this is the same thing. Like other people are the other way around. Like they're a hundred percent on the physical level, um, but yeah. they're like they've got nothing in common. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And and that's how we sort of end up with friends with benefits and shit like that. 
Um, uh, but yeah, man, you should be able to connect on an emotional level and a physical level at, at, at a spiritual level, um, at an intellectual level, you should be able to connect at all those kind of levels. And that's where really good relationships are at. So yeah, man, physical attraction is important. Mm. Yeah. I'm also, um, I've got to start working on some material about, um, how good I am at arriving in the friend zone. <laughs> That you should definitely do. Yeah. Because that's punching sideways. Yes. Yeah. yeah, without without like without sounding in Sally, which is is the uh is the trick. Yeah. Um You you gotta be able to make fun of what an idiot you are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm working on that at the moment. Um uh, I've 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 got a friend who's got a theory. Uh, and, and this is the start of the uh, of the bits. I'm burning material. Um, <laughs> um, so the I've I've got a friend whose theory is to to have sex with someone to find out whether it's worth going on a first date. What? Yeah, she's like, why waste why waste my time going on a date if the sex is not going to be any good? A girl says this. Yep. What? I I got friend zoned by that chick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You sure you don't want to become an incel? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you're heading for it. Oh eh? wow. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> Why doesn't any women like me? It's because all women are terrible. That's that's the answer for it. All women. It could have nothing to do with me or my personality it's- or the fact that I don't brush my teeth. Yeah, yeah, and all those things are true, <laughs> but it wouldn't be that. No, nah, no, nah, it wouldn't be. It's clearly someone else's fault. Yeah, 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 uh, uh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. That's really different because you know I've actually, I, I've gone from maybe I'm just not so superficial anymore. Maybe I've grown as a person. Maybe I'm becoming an adult. I don't know. But I used to be all about the physical attraction first, and um. Uh, but now mm. I find that I have to have some kind of meaningful interaction yep. with someone before I can have that physical attraction for them. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I, no, I get that. I, I mean, I, well, I think it, for me it goes full circle. So initially I'm attracted to them physically. Um, and then, you know, if the conversation is dead, I've got no worries. To go, know, no thanks. No thanks. And then and then high-fiving myself for doing so. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, and then, but if I find someone who, who does have that meaningful conversation, and and you know, it makes it, it makes everything feminism. It's like <laughs> it's it's on, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not yeah. I gotta be careful with that <laughs> shit, fucking, because man, trigger trigger words, man, trigger words. Yeah. Um, it's it's not it's not that feminism is bad. It's that the extreme versions of it are just fucking just a little bit nuts. Yeah, I think that's a ditch, right? And it's yeah. just like you've got like the the men's rights activists, yeah, and for the, sure. the incels and stuff. They're on a ditch on the on the other side. Yeah, and both the fucking. I think what what the what the problem is is that they're they're both in victim mindsets. They're blaming other people for the 100%. problem that they're in yeah. instead of like, which you know can be. True, people are oppressed. Blah 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 blah. That 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 is true. But yeah. at the same time, we need to take responsibility for the for the the circumstances in which we find ourselves instead, and move out of that victim mindset and into a uh, creator mindset. There's a book about it called The Power of Ted 
TED, the enablement dynamic. Right. I got I got kicked off a, a Facebook dating group this did morning. Did you? Oh, how for, did you manage that? For suggesting that women should take self-defense classes. Why, why was that a thing? Victim blaming. Huh? Yeah, so it was a it was a it was a pie chart. The 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 thing with it was a pie chart. And it had all these reasons down the side and the caption said, um, who's to blame for rape? Right? And it had this pie chart and all these reasons. Oh, careful, Jared. And then at the bottom it had um rapists. Yeah. And the pie chart was just that colour. Ah, uh, okay. So I just said <laughs> I just said, uh, I 100% agree with this, um, but to suggest um, to suggest that women shouldn't protect themselves because it's, it's the rapist's else's fault, fault. Yeah. is like is like not wearing sunscreen because you're not the sun. Yeah, it's like it's like saying um, I uh, I'm not going to have insurance on my car. Because it's it's always going to be someone else's fault, and they should have insurance, well, and that, not me. Well, that was another analogy. I'm like, when you get in a car, you wear a seatbelt because crashes exist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the same same thing. Like you know, you, you you're cautious, but you don't allow that cautious to stop your life. Yeah, you take um, you take uh, uh, mitigated risk. Yeah, right? you don't be completely risk adverse that you live in a cave and never go out but yeah. you learn how to take risks in a mitigated way no as and far everyone, as the ad- everyone should know how to protect themselves as far as the admin were concerned what i was saying which is basically exactly what you said um i was a victim blaming and women shouldn't have to protect themselves which is 100 percent true they shouldn't have to but they do because let's mate we live we live in a um uh, oh my god! All I can think of is the, is the Joker meme. We live in a society, the Joker movie. Um, uh, but yeah, we, we live in a society where um, you know what? There are fuckheads. Yep. Uh, there is the occasional dickhead, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Bill Burr does this he, he does this bit exactly really well, saying he's not trying to say that there isn't some fucking psycho that has a bad day at the office and then <laughs> fucking come home and goes. He's not saying that, that that fuckhead doesn't exist. Tuna casserole. <laughs> Tuna casserole and fucking beat the shit out of her. That, not to say that that kind of fucking dipstick doesn't exist. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's maybe blown out a little bit of proportion that that fucking, that's, that's all yeah. people. And it's also to say that, hey, look, fucking hang on a second. In, in a lot of circumstances, there's more than that at, the, at play as well. Yeah. Yeah, man. You should fucking learn how to protect yourself. 100%. Yeah. Do you know how to protect yourself? No idea. <laughs> you should take a tip I first. Did, I know, I did. I did. I got, to, I got to yellow tip belt in karate yeah. and was bored out of my brain, so I stopped. Yeah. Did you ever... Did you see this thing at a school? They've, they've, um, they've, they've banned the cock tapping game? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, the best game. I, I like it. as soon as I said it, you knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, women have no idea that this game exists. Bill, Bur- Bill Burr's got a bit on this Has he did he? in his latest special. Has he? A, 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 a Paper Tiger. I haven't watched the whole thing. It's yet. amazing. It's yeah. my, my favorite. My favorite um, stand-up special, I reckon. Yeah, but he talks about a, a, a female comedian doing it to him as he was mm. walking on stage. Yes, he does. Yeah, gave him the old cock tap. Yeah. But it was a f- common thing, man. That that in in 
in uh, when I was in high school, that was the uh, you know you walk up to someone and go, "Hey, have you ever been to Bangkok?" Yes, and they'd be like, "What?" Yeah. And then you'd give them a tap on the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now some principal has has gone fucking nuts about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, and and sure, there's there's probably one or two dickheads that have taken it too far and really like punched some guy in the dick. Yeah. Um. And oh, I, I remember. I remember. <laughs> Fuck. I remember a guy, I don't, and this is all rumours. I have no idea if any of this information is true. Right. But in 14-year-old impressionable Rob's head, it 100% was true that some guy at school got kicked in the nuts and then he, by a girl, and it was so bad, she had to go to, um, he had to go to hospital. And this rumour came out that he was actually born with no testicles. <laughs> And in the only he only ended up having one one testicle, and it was donated by his dad. <laughs> Hang on, don't go get a beer yet. Don't go get a beer yet. Don't get a beer. Yet. You can't. It's amazing. He's walking around with his. can't walk and walk out on a little bit like that. Hang on, I see. thought I thought that was going to be a deep uh, he's, story. He's, he, no, 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 no. He's uh, no, no, very, very. Long. His dad donated a testicle at birth. Yeah, yeah. So he had this one, one of his dad's big balls, and uh, this chick kicked him in the nuts and fucked it up. That's a hundred percent not true, and he hates that rumor. I don't give a Could fuck. Could you imagine man. being that guy walking was- around and people are going? But his nickname would have to be Dad's Nuts. <laughs> well, none of this fucking rumor came out until he got kicked in the nuts really hard by a chick at school. Which you should never fucking do. No, that's the, and and you know what? There's there's f- fuck. I suppose if the circumstance calls for it, but fuck, man, that's not your first line of attack to kick someone in the nuts. No, and, and when you play the cock cock tap game, you, it's just a little tap. Just a little tap. It's 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 just it's enough to get that feeling up through your intestines. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's just just to like uh, just as like, dude, I could have fucked you up then, yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. Just so that bit over nice... go, oh, and, and half the awe is, it's, oh, it's that could have been real bad. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the scare. It's a prank. Yeah. It's the scare of just give you a little tap to go, dude, I could have fucked you up then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you weren't protecting yeah. yourself. Yeah. Your life is in my hands. Yeah. I chose to give you mercy. Next time. <laughs> next time, you'll be wearing a cup. <laughs> yeah, that's 100% right. And um, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so I'd say this 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 happened a couple a couple of months ago, I think. I can't remember. Time time <laughs> sort of we used to have this thing at school. <laughs> yeah. Just, is this, is this going to be a deep story? Do you want me to get the beer while you you start on the uh, story? I don't know. Um, okay. Just keep going. We we used to Yeah, I, I reckon I, I yeah, I reckon right. I'm probably good for All a right. bit. Right. We used to have this um this thing and someone would yell out someone's name and then yell sock him, sock him, sock him. Which was where basically uh, all the guys would get together and they'd target a guy and then they'd... You, you remember Stacks On? Yeah. We, they, 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 they'd do a Stacks On where all the guys jump on top of this one guy um, but then just take his shoes off and run away with his shoes. So you'd be there hang and... On, hang on. And then... <laughs> you'd take, take his shoes off. Yeah, they they'd take his shoes off, and and then and then would would you uh, tie his shoes together and then fling him over a power plant? Yeah, power potentially. Line? Yeah, yeah. That's when it got real bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So, or, but the the worst thing was you'd have to chase these guys to get your shoes back in your socks. Yeah. 
um, which would get filthy. And I don't know if you've ever put socks on after you've been walking around in dead grass. Um, it's not. It's yeah, not it's pleasant. But the thing was, I for some reason I don't know why it might have been my my footy background, but I was notoriously hard to take down. Yeah, I I I it like it would take someone taking out my knees because I could. <laughs> You know, with my big footballer's thighs, I could I could hold up. You know, ten guys that were trying to get me down, mm. so they'd be all falling down around me, and I'd I'd still be upright. Um. So yeah, they I didn't get picked very often because they they couldn't get me down. Yeah, yeah. And, but that was that's part of that's that's I think that's that was that was like that kind of stuff is our rite of passage, right? And that's our yeah. that's our um uh, becoming a man type shit. Yeah, our, that's boys will be boys stuff. <laughs> Kicking the shit out of each other, stealing yeah. their shoes. Yeah, backhanded sack tap. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think. I think there's people take that stuff and they take it too extreme. Like that. Yeah. That whole thing with 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 both of those things is it's meant to be a fun game where it's a prank. And you know, at the end of it, you do get your shoes back. You, if if you did stick them over the power lines, yeah, that was just a fuckhead. That was a fuckhead. Yeah, and, and and the boys would call them out. They go, "Come on, man. Yeah, come on, man." Yeah, yeah. Um, or, or, or you'd stick him up in a tree where it was just it was hard, yeah. to, hard to get, but you but can you still can do get it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where you're sticking up where there's no fuck in the middle of a power line where there's no <laughs> fucking way you can get them down. Yeah, you have to call then, the, the the sequa back in the day to fucking get them down with a cherry picker. And and, <laughs> and then as you're standing to get under your fucking it, twenty dollar Kmart shoes down. Then as you're standing under it trying to get your shoes down, people keep coming up to you asking to buy drugs. <laughs> I never knew that was a thing. Did you not? No. Yeah, having the shoes and over the power line. Until was right a, now, or you you realised recently? Uh, like a year ago, two years ago, that that it was a sign that there was a drug house by shoes over the power lines. Yeah, I never knew that was a thing. That's a thing. That was just all always. That might fucking, be a thing. I wouldn't know. It was just always a thing where um you, you know you were just a fuckhead. <laughs> someone stole someone's shoes and yeah. they're fuck this guy. Have you ever driven the Nullarbor? No. There's a, oh, I can't remember if it's a shoe tree or a bra tree. It's a shoe tree, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Where when you go past, there's this tree in the middle of a paddock in the middle of nowhere. Oh, shoes. Yeah, I think And I there's think just I've seen shoes, of it. Yeah, shoes okay. just hanging from it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think there's some. And what I realised down in, in... And someone there just selling meth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's like the Westfield shopping centre of meth. <laughs> yeah, um, bloody awesome. I went down to uh, to Bustleton for Australia Day, and driving around in a few paddocks, yeah, there are blue trees, trees that have been played. That have been painted blue. I noticed that, and sometimes half a tree painted blue. Okay, I didn't. See I the noticed half that trees. coming back from from Busso around Christmas time as it's, well. Um, it's, what the it, fuck is that? It's for people who have committed suicide. What? It's an it's an are you okay sort of thing. Huh? It's a suicide aware. So if someone in that area had had has committed suicide, so they they paint a tree blue. It's beyond beyond blue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a thing now. Hmm. Oh well, I didn't know what it meant. Didn't fucking do much for awareness for me. No, I was going no by. Yeah, look at that! Someone's, just, painted, uh, a tree someone's blue. Traded, painted a tree blue. Someone's painted a tree blue. Yeah, I fucking that makes me feel that I'm really blue. I yeah. should fucking go home and kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fucking backfired, didn't I it? I always think, well, what? Who are these people painting trees blue? Why don't they have a job? 
imagine having time in the day to go and paint a tree. I suppose if yeah, you know, yeah, you make time for that that kind of artistic yeah. endeavor. Yeah. Well, now I know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> now that you've you're now I know I've started advertising that. Um, yeah, I'm a I'm a tr- I'm a tree painter. Yeah. Oh, on that. Yeah. I can now announce <laughs> that I have opened two new open mic rooms. You have. You have, and I haven't got a spot at any of them. <laughs> no. No. I'm, 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 haven't asked for one either. You haven't though. asked for one, no, but I'm putting you on the second one. Oh. Yeah. What if I don't want to do it? Ah, uh, it, yeah, it's locked in. <laughs> it's either you can perform or you have to take money at the gate. <laughs> is, is there a, yeah, just, yeah. Either way, you're mm. understaffed and you need a hand. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, I'm very understaffed. <laughs> it's, it's me. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's bloody awesome, yeah, man. So, so you've you've got you've got the fourteenth at the Quinana local, yes, uh, with a with a Valentine's Day special, the fourteenth yep. of February, which, which will be which will be all which is bad fi- date stories, five bucks, and um, what time does it start? Seven thirty, uh, eight o'clock, eight o'clock, um, Quinana local, and then when's in, when's the next one? Next one is Saturday the 29th of February at the Last Drop in Coburn. Last drop in the- Coburn. Belia. Belia. Yeah, opposite yeah. Tony Ailes. Yeah. Oh, you have a good old Tony Ailes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a really, really cool venue. They've got like, they've got like this old school, ye oldie. Yeah. Um, what do they call it? Um, not Victorian. Elizabethan. Elizabethan um, style. Um, yeah, uh, Tudor. Tudor, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tudor style, yep. um, style pub. Yep, oh, I think the atmosphere in there is going to be really, really cool. That's one's a little bit more expensive though. That's ten bucks. It's ten. To, uh, it, but, well, it isn't. It isn't. Yeah, but you you've got one of the best bloody MCs coming down for it. Cam McLaren. Cam McLaren. My hands down, my favourite local Perth um, um, comedian. Uh, headlining is Luke Boland, who last year won Best Fringe Show. Fantastic. So that's that's actually going to be a cracker gig. And then the you've lineup's got a, really cool. This year, Marsh is at that one as well. Yeah. And then you've also got a bunch of guys uh, just basically telling dick and fart jokes as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that that one's going to be really cool. So it's ten dollars, but you get a free pint of beer or a wine with the ticket. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. How much pints? Ten bucks anyway. No, it's a brewery. They make their own. So, oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, nice. So I think it's it's usually seven fifty. So yeah, oh, you're saving a little bit. There you go. Two fifty for a comedy show. Yeah. Bonus. How good's that? Yeah. Bloody awesome. Uh, and then on the thirteenth of March, uh, which is a bit unlucky. Yeah. Um. Oh, it is a Friday. Friday the thirteenth. Yep. Um. We'll be at the last drop in Canningvale. Canningvale. I am. Um, is that on Nicholson Road, isn't it? On Nicholson Road. Yeah. It's got the it's got a flashing sign. It's got like a, a video screen. Yeah. Have outside. you worked out the MC and stuff for that? I one haven't. Yet? I've got I've I've secured the headliner, Jasky Singh. Uh Jasky yeah, Jasky's good quality, eh? He's good. Yeah. He's really good. Um I I I chose him because uh, I was hoping that it might suit the demographic. Canning Vale being <laughs> 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 it's um, it's it's right across from the mosque. So, oh my god! Mosque? No, the sing the sing temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Cheers, mate. My car's, oh, yeah. my car's in the Did way. Did you park in the, the middle of the? I in did. The middle of the yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a terrible person. Yeah. 
Yeah, what a what a champion though. He's he's going to move it for me. Yeah. So, yeah. but but J- Jasky's Jasky's yeah. great in his own right, and I'd I'd happily pay him at any of my gigs. Yeah, yeah. Bloody awesome, man. Yeah, it's, that's cracking. Yeah. And um and how many open mic spots have you actually done to to try out your own material? Uh well I well I'll be at all all, all of the next three. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> purely because purely because it's the first the first for two of them. Yeah. And I haven't been on a Quinata since. Yeah, middle of last year. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah. Do you, do you feel like you're getting better? A hundred percent, I do. Do you? That, do you my f- raw set was was awesome, except for the fact that it was punching down. Uh, well, look the 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 crowd the crowd response for it was amazing. I did yeah. a bit of crowd work, um, and 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 didn't didn't forget any of my material. That was my biggest thing. Was yeah. Losing yeah. half my my set because I forgot it. My my thing as well. I've I've noticed that um, that just the last couple of times I've done it. Yep. Words wide night and last night I did um, Nick Hunter's gig out at the windmill. Um, um, I am just a lot more confident. I'm not rattled on stage. I'm not shaking. Yep. And I saw there was a young lass there. I forget her name. Uh, she's she's only done it a handful of times. She's she's done open mic nights a handful of times. Um. And um, she she was fantastic, um, uh, but you could see she was shaking. Yeah. You know, she was nervous. She was stammering. She was forgetting her lines. And I was like, I'm not that anymore. I've moved past that. I've yeah. done enough gigs now where I'm like, you know, if even if I fuck up, I know I can just go. Well, I screwed that one up, and that'll yeah. get a laugh, and everything will be okay. Yeah. And no one's gonna lynch me after the gig. Yeah. I've got nothing to be afraid of. And um, yeah, just becoming more confident, understanding how jokes land a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, tried two new bits um, in my set. I, 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 I'm actually putting in a bit of effort. I like record my set. Yep. And I've, the two bits that didn't land the best, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll swap those out and I'll try two new bits in it instead. And they both landed really good. Wow. Um, and um, my girlfriend actually came um, to both gigs, so she's heard the set. And um, uh, she's she, even she's with the two new bits in it. She goes, yeah, that was really good. Like everything landed and. and um, yeah, it was good. Hmm. And I did this amazing little thing at the end, which I'm so proud of myself. Um, I don't want to ruin it because it's still a good gag and I'll, I can get a couple of months out of it yet. But I'm at the end of it, I just make everybody feel really tense and I pull the audience into emotional state to think that I'm about to do something really fucking weird. Uh, and then I don't. And <laughs> bring it back to a little little gag. Yeah. But it's very similar to like Cameron Claren did, did a gag and, and I've been trying to replicate that for a long time. Around basically making you feel so uncomfortable. Yep. You think, how is this going to be funny? What is this idiot doing? Yeah. And then bring it back to a punchline, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck! I never saw that coming, you yep. motherfucker! You blindsided me. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've got a bit like that now. I'm like, awesome. so I'm so impressed with myself. Yeah. To see myself like, I'm still shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, when I say, don't get me wrong. You know, I can feel myself improving. <laughs> There's still a long way to go. You know. Yeah, yeah, still a long way, but but yeah, you can see that I'm not I'm not stagnant. I'm not yeah. getting worse. I'm not staying the same. I'm, 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 I'm this this. You're not in tears there. before you go on stage. No, nah. and 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 also that afterwards, I feel okay as well. Yeah, like I'm not completely pumped up and stuff like that, yeah. and or I'm not completely like kicking myself, going, "Oh, that was shit. That was terrible." As yeah. well. So yeah. um, yeah, man. I think um, we're getting there. I, I think my biggest thing is is being able to go out of my set and return to it. Like with my raw set, yeah, my raw set. I I, I started. Um, so the start of it goes. I've got a New Year's resolution. I'm going to find myself a lady. 
and there was this girl in the uh, in the audience who looked all right. And I said, oh, maybe it's you. And she went, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was perfect. Like, you, you just you just lean into that. And everyone laughed. Like, that was, the, like, just being rejected on stage was the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, who yeah. was that? Um, you were telling a story about, about Jimmy, um, Jimmy Manker. Did we talk about that on the podcast? I'm not sure if we did or not. Him. Did we talk about that on the podcast? How, how he... Someone did a whole bit about. Um, oh, was it a Manfred? Did yeah, Man- Manfred did an. Am- he he does an amazing one where he just keeps asking. <laughs> loses its funniness when I put it like that. <laughs> um, but he basically says starts. Um, he he insecurely asks someone to date him, and he goes, yeah. "No, no, no, I'm just joking." But maybe I'm not. Maybe yeah, I am. But and, 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 yeah, yeah, no, 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 I'm just joking. Unless you want to. You know, <laughs> do, do, but, do do you want to? No, 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 no. It's it's all right. I, I'm, you know, yeah. It's, it it is just a joke, unless you don't want it to be a joke. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> <laughs> it does a great bit. Yeah, and uh, and then Jimmy got up on stage and how did he? Uh, oh, he got. This was at the last um the last Quinana show. He was like, "How about that guy?" He's like, "He's there asking to date you over and over again." I can't even look you in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> that presence of mind to be able to just address the, the honesty and the, the 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 under the unspoken tension in the room. Jimmy's just a natural. It's, man. It's just so that's so good. Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit that he doesn't have a filter. Yeah, yep. He's just a bit ADD. Yeah, well, he openly says that he's got ADD. <laughs> There you go. That's yeah. that's what it is. Just is the fil- the filter's not there. He just fucking says what everybody else is thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's where his magic is. Yeah, his magic comes from his disability. I've got uh, I've got Gerard performing at the first oh. last drop. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, the, the, oh, man! If you haven't seen Gerard Moroni, how he's, you can't, he's you can't explain it. I my current girlfriend, the first date. I, I think I, I took her one of the first comedy gig dates I ever took her on. I took her up to it was it was where was it? I think it was at Shapiro's and it was like Weirdo Wednesdays or something like that, <laughs> right? Uh, and it's great. There's, there's a there's a guy Robbie T. He's a magician, an illusionist. He does a great job. He's a great host, and he would have um, burlesque dancers. Um, oddball performers doing weird stuff, uh, as well as stand-up comedians and stuff like that. Yeah, Gerard was on there. Yeah, of course. And I heard he was coming up like as one of the one of the stand-ups. And I says, I, I turned to my girlfriend. I said, "Mate, you you are in for a treat." Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and he did his bit, and he went off stage, and she just looked at me with the whole eyes of, "What the fuck did I just watch?" Yep. <laughs> You were there. Hilarious. You, so fucking good. I think we saw him for the first time together, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and we were in the front row of the comedy lounge, and I just remember the whole time sitting in the seat, just like this, just you know, just with a look of what is what is what going is on going on. <laughs> and I think didn't we have Andrew Wolf the same night as well? Yeah. He ba- he and basically we like, fell on stage. The- oh mate, yeah, he stumbled out. <laughs> yeah. He just and we're like. 
What the fuck is this guy for real? And 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 in that in, in part of Gerard's set, he start he he just tells Wolfie to fuck off. They, he must have been heckling or something. Yeah, they were going yeah. back and forth. Yeah, yeah, it was so yeah, good. Yeah, he tells a story that that they were, he, they met each other on a bus. He, you know, That's right. he was just there licking the windows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great. Have hey, you heard Gerard's Jack Russell bit where he talks about his spirit animal being yes, Jack Russell? Yes, yes, I, I have. Love, I love yes. that. Yeah, he's so fucking good. But this is the thing. This is this is what I what I've learned to to, to go into is 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 as part of the book I'm reading um, about stand up comedy at the moment is it's more than just telling jokes, man. You're a fucking performer, yeah. and you are an entertainer, and you need to like think think about this old theater thing, right? If you're doing movies in front of a camera, you know it's the little twinkling in the eye, the little things like that. When you're doing doing theatre, you need to project your voice. You need your your everything is exaggerated, mm. and that's what you need to do as a comedian. You need to exaggerate that kind of thing. And yeah. I think those guys like Andrew Wolf and and Gerard Monty, they fucking do that so well. Yep. They're just able to to exercise it. I'm trying to do that. I'm getting a little bit better at it. I'm, yep. I think I need to videotape myself a little bit more. Mm. But um, th- where I'm leaning into it, where Especially that end bit where, I, like, I asked Phil Cook was emceeing last night. Um, he's only been doing. He's only been gigging for eighteen months. Yep, he's really Phil good. Cook was emce- oh at uh, at the windmill. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and he said he's like, "Fuck, man, I was really worried at the end there, Rob. Like, how fuck it, like I, I I made it real. You know, I I, I was a performer. I made him think that I was uh, um I was about to do something." And they were like, Jesus, man, what the fuck? And and then, then he was like, nah, hang on. He's a comedian. There's got to be a punchline coming. coming. <laughs> but the fact that I, I got another comic in that same emotional state of life, I'm like, ah, that, that's what I'm trying to do more. Be part of that. Become that performer. Be into that the, the emotional side of it more and embrace it and, yeah. and get it to come. And, um, uh, we should probably wrap it up in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that this has been kind of a weird one. We went really deep, deep early thing, lighthearted. Um, no, we didn't. We were talking about smelly vaginas, and then we talked about shit, um, and then we talked <laughs> <laughs> about tapping each other's dicks. Yeah, um, sprinkle nah, a little bit of, of <laughs> murder your dad and have sex with your mum in there. Uh, we need to we need to come up with more clickbaity titles for our shit though. I think. Do you reckon? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like suck people in, you know. Like, um, uh, like how how could we how could we how could you spin the dick tapping one into a, a more clickbaity thing? You know, learn how Jared was fired from his job this week by sexually uh, accosting a, a, a male coworker. Yeah, you know, um, something did, more clickbaity. Did did Rob? Have sex with his mum. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe maybe we don't do the yeah. clickbaity titles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we back away from that you one. Won't, well, you, it'll be, you won't believe which one of Jared and Rob had sex with their mum. <laughs> and which one killed their dad. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah, Stay yeah, tuned. That's it was there. both Rob. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, well, we'll work on that. Um, we'll see if we can get some more clickbaity titles and shit going on. Uh, cool, man. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and if you want to come and see us in person, we'll be at um, 
all your gigs coming up, I suppose. Yeah, I got, yeah. 14th I got of January at the Quinana Local. Um, and then the 15th? The 14th, uh, 13th of March at the Last Drop Canning Vale and the 29th of February at the Last Drop Belia. There you go. Awesome. Cool. All right. That's it. See ya.